Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident asshole, as always, Ian Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? Very nice. Very nice. No, we can't do Borat the whole episode. I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think I have it in me to do that for an entire episode. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, look out, it's Borat. Oh, God, oh, shit. Um, Anyways, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna be honest. It is a very slow time in sports right now. It's August. It's always <laughs> it's that time of year. Baseball. It's the most wonderful time on. of the year. Uh, well, sort of. We, we got the preseason. I mean, we'll talk. We're gonna talk baseball this episode, but uh, NFL preseason's going on. Ass. A lot of ass. NF or NBA. There's literally nothing going on. Um, yeah, literally the only thing that's going on right now is baseball and NFL preseason. And we did so well with the Olympic talk for real. Oh yeah, for real. So much content out of that. <laughs> See, uh, the fucking I was so hyped for it, but the time difference killed me with most events. Yeah, that so was. I the never watch well. a lot. That's what happened with the uh, the Rugby World Cup a couple years ago. Like, I was super excited because that that was like the first time where it was a. Uh, my first time actually watching rugby as like a rugby fan and like a player. So I was really excited about, you know, watching the World Cup, but then I realized, shit, it's in Japan. So it I, I tried staying up till four AM for the World Cup final that, that year, but uh No, that's just not possible. Not a chance. At least uh in a couple of years, twenty twenty three, that's gonna be in France, so it's a little more feasible. Ah, the French. Ah, yes, the French. But uh, that's that's still a couple years away. But talking about the MLB, uh, the playoff push is kind of kind of coming to a heed. We're kind of it. I get. I guess we'll just start off with the AL uh, playoffs because, like, that's a there's a little bit more going on there. It's a little less cut and dry. I mean, it's it is very interesting to see how this season is going to play out in the American League, because honestly, the wild card could look like twenty different ways. I mean, yeah, they're so. I, I guess we'll, let, let's start with the wild card race. I guess because your New York Yankees have made a hell of a push the last two weeks and are now a game up. On the next, on the second wild card spot, it's. I mean, the trade deadline we really took it serious, and it paid off. Um, I mean, not just that, because I mean, Rizzo was honestly like he's been great, but he was hurt for a while, and then you had Voight turn up. Um, Stanton's been playing really well. Like everyone just seems to be clicking on offense. Pitching looks all right. Um, could have maybe used a starter that wasn't Andrew Heaney, but... Hey, I mean, I don't know if I'd be slandering Heaney right now. I mean, 
Yeah, I know. He had a great game against the Red Sox, but the Red Sox are very just they're just in a horrible position right now. They're playing really bad baseball. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, everything's just firing on all cylinders for the Yankees at the right time and Yeah, they needed it. They needed know, it I, bad. I enjoyed it a lot more when they were like not good. Mid. I enjoyed that a lot more. I mean, everyone's been just, everyone's making fun of Gallo, but honestly, Gallo's been pretty fucking good since he got here. I think. I mean, he's doing what he normally does, just in the spotlight. Yeah. Now, now people are actually watching him play. Um. So he's been pretty damn good. Rizzo, honestly, I I am gushing about Rizzo. I think he's been phenomenal ever since uh, coming here. I mean, he's always he's always been good, but you know, he's been really turning it up when he's on the field. I appreciate that a lot. Um, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yankees, nice. Yankees look great. Yankees look really good. I hope they keep up the pace. I don't think they catch the Rays, so I do think they end up in that wild card position. Um, and obviously, for the Rays, their big pickup, Nelson Cruz, has been very good for them as well. Uh, that was honestly a very surprising trade. I feel like so Rays aren't an aggressive team yeah. ever. So it was interesting to see them uh throw throw some out there, but I think the Rays do end up winning the AL East. But the Yankees hopefully they keep this up, but I I mean I think they do get a wild card spot. I think now that now they're taking the season serious. And you know those pickups they made. I think they make that wild card spot. So I'm confident saying they're in one of the two wild card spots. Yeah, I think that's fair to say right now. Um, and just to talk about the Rays for the uh, AL East chase right now, you guys do have three more games against them, and it's the last three games of the season. Yes. So there is a chance here that you guys could try to bunny hop them if this. Wild card race stays as close, or if this uh, AL East race stays as close as, as it is. Well, actually, it'll need to get a little bit closer because you're about five back right now, I believe. Yeah, but, it's like, yeah, but it's not Rays, possible. I, I mean, it's possible, but the Rays are just they're good fucking teams, so I don't think we catch them. I think they they know what they're doing. Whole squad has been playing solid all year. I think they definitely uh, handle themselves going into the playoffs, and they take the hit at least. All right. Next up in the wild card race, uh, the A's currently hold the second wild card spot at sixty nine and fifty three. Um, but that race is closer in the West. I mean, they're only like a game behind or so of the Astros right now. They're two and a half back of Houston right now. Houston honestly has not looked very good since the All Star break. Not yeah, really impressed. They've been doing enough to get by, but in all honesty, I mean, if you you said it right. They just haven't been very impressive. Meanwhile, the A's like they don't look like a great ball team, ball team, but like they're you know catching up to Houston. The A's have been hot. I mean, we cooked them for the the trade they made, but I mean, it seems to be working pretty well for them right now. I mean, admittedly, uh, Marte may have been the pickup they needed. 
Maybe it was. I don't know. But I don't expect Houston to get complacent and let uh, Oakland bunny hop him. I think. Yeah, I, think I mean, Houston I think holds that, on to win the the West, but like, I think the second place. I think the wild card is going to be the Yankees or Red Sox and whoever finishes second in the AL West. I think that is what's going to happen. I mean, I think that's reasonable. I mean, there's a couple other teams like Seattle's been kind of hot lately. I mean, they're eight and two in their last 10 kind of sneakily. But I mean, they had the wild card spot and they lost it. Well, a lot of teams have had that this season. But um, I don't know. I, I think just looking at the AL wildcard right now, the race is so tight that I think you could reasonably say that like four or five teams can end up with those two spots, which frankly I think is better than you could say for the NL right now. The NL is I the the problem with the NL is that it's very top heavy. Yeah, it's incredibly top heavy, but it's all it's kind of been that way for a little while now. Yeah, I mean, you just have the fucking the the top teams, and then the teams that aren't up there are just really bad. Although, I mean, you have teams like the Reds, who, I mean, they're kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. I mean, they they're making things somewhat interesting over there. I don't think they end up in the playoffs, but they are really knocking on the door. Um, and then obviously the Dodgers and Padres are ending up in that wild card position as well because the Giants are cheating. Um, yeah, I I don't know how to explain what's going on with the Giants right now aside from they they got to be they cheating, cheating. Some way, somehow. Yeah, because this uh, this team. Please, for the love of God, tell me there is not going to be an odd year curse because I do not want this again. Yeah, we we just we we just went over this. There's no reason for this. Come on, man. You had last decade. You had half of last decade. You had 2010, 2012, and 2014, man. Come on. I don't know. I'm, this team is just so weird. Like, I look at this roster right now, and I see, like, Kevin Gosman, fantastic pitcher. He's yeah, doing I'm sure exactly Kevin Gosman is um, an ace pitcher that's going to win Scion because DeGrom got I mean, yes, but... Yeah, I'm sure that's just is going to happen. Like, come on, yeah, man. They're and, cheating. I mean, Chris Bryant has looked great for them right now. Well, yeah, okay, that um, one makes sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was a trade deadline pickup. But, I mean, like, it's just, it's it's a team of, like, all their veterans are just casually starting to show up. Yeah, I'm sure 95-year-old Buster Posey is fucking doing this shit. Like, okay, sure he is. <laughs> He's casually hitting 322 right now, and yeah, I'm sure he's not doing substances. Like, okay, I can't explain it. I just can't explain it. But I mean, that inevitable Giants uh, White Sox World Series is going to go crazy, though. Yeah, all the, all the old heads are really going to love that. Like eight people would watch that World Series. I mean, I'll watch it because it's playoff baseball, and like I don't actually dislike either of the teams, but I don't know. It's 
Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred knows he can't let that happen. Rob Manfred definitely has that David Stern gene. You know what I mean? Yeah, where he he knows exactly how it should get ratings. Like he knows that the matchups are there, so he's going to do everything in his power to try and get those matchups. So the that- AL the AL wild card's definitely going to be Yankees Red Sox. Yeah, in Yankee that's... Stadium. Oh, dude, Rob Manfred. If Rob Rob Manfred knows that if the A's get a wild card spot, he's going to get sent to the Gulag. Wild card. The Red Sox Yankees wild card opportunity. The wild cards are set in Manfred's mind. Yeah, Yankees Red Sox wild card in the East, Dodgers Padres in the West. Right. Right. And then I mean, you could really go. I mean, for ratings, I guess technically you'd want the Dodgers and Yankees to win, but you could really get away with having whoever win no games really. Actually, the Red Sox World Series recently was not very good rating wise, so they, he might be a little upset. He he might not treat you very nice. Uh, I accept that, especially given that I've talked about this a couple of times already before. But I had zero expectations. I expected this team to be fourth place in the AL East as like a just a punt year. That still so might happen. It, it, Frankly, all things considered, if we end up with a wild card spot, I don't care if we get shafted by Manfred. Like I'll be a little salty at first because, of course, I would. Who wouldn't be? But all things considered, if we get shafted by Manfred for ratings, just the fact that we made the wild card as a in a you, yeah, I, I, at all a small price to pay for salvation. Yeah, I'll 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 accept getting shafted by Manfred and his uh disastrous ways for baseball. Do you think they're bringing back the uh, juice balls for the postseason? Imagine how funny that would be. They really should. They should have never gotten rid of them. (laughs) For real. They should have just been public about it. They should have been like, yeah, we we juice the balls. What are you going to do about it? And? Yeah, we make baseball a more watchable product. You're going to cry? Piss your pants, maybe? I mean, juiced balls, that was like the best thing that happened to baseball since... (laughs) Unironically, probably made baseball the funnest it's ever been. Really? I mean, come on. We we all watched that Red Sox-Yankees series in London. We know what juiced baseballs can do to a game. That might have just been the stadium, but... I think it's a bit of... Because juiced balls, like, that was the peak of juiced balls right there. It was... I'm pretty sure... Didn't both both of those games have double digits, like, runs? I'm pretty sure the Yankees put up 20 runs in one of those games. They might have. Please stop giving the Yankees uh, gimmick stadiums to play in. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So the first, yeah, the first game was uh seventeen thirteen. Yankees beat the Red Sox, and the second game was twelve to eight. So yes, so someone did score double digits in both games. Yes. Um. That's so those, real baseball. Those, those baseball fans in London, which apparently they, they brought in 60,000 fans for those games. For both. It was like just... So 59,659 for the first game and then 59,059 for the second game. So I think essentially those were sellouts for both games. That's, um, I mean, that's a good sign. I mean... They probably think that... Baseball is just an incredibly intense sport. And I mean, they gotta I'm, go and see like a two nothing ball game. <laughs> Did they gotta go watch DeGrom pitch? 
They're going to see the ground pitch with that Mets lineup and just think, damn. I mean, I mean, after the pandemic, they probably will go back to London. Oh, that, no, no, they're absolutely going to. Are you kidding me? Yeah, definitely. You saw, yeah, how much money do you think they made off of that, that two-game series? <laughs> probably a lot. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they host like a home run derby in London. That would be cool, like an off-season thing, maybe. Maybe like uh, maybe they do something with like the minor league players, like the best of the no, minor that, league guys. No, that 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 wouldn't make you any wouldn't money. So? No, I... it's hard enough. It's hard enough to promote the sport as it is. You don't want to use minor leaguers. I don't know. But, um, I, I see this about ratings a lot, actually, which is weird. Because everyone points to the NBA this year. And it's like, oh, like every tweet I see, right, is like ratings are up like 50-something percent from last year. Every tweet says from last year, but everyone's like, oh, look, NBA's not dying. Haha, <laughs> the ratings are up. But they never mentioned the fact that it says from last year when nobody would, like, it was literally the bubble. No one could care less. Right. Like, the thing is about basketball, the ratings are down, like, pretty significantly. I know they went up from the bubble, but overall, they are definitely down. Um, and same with baseball. Baseball's ratings have been bad, really, for a while. I mean, that's a point we've beaten into the ground. Like, I feel like every few weeks we're talking about how bad baseball's ratings have been. It's Yeah, but, like, you got World Series because, like, the Dodger, the Dodger Red Sox one was really bad. Which was a shock, really, because that's two of the premier franchises in the sport. Um, I'm pretty sure Nationals... I don't remember. I don't think Nationals Astros... Actually, that may have been worse from what I remember. 2020 probably wasn't very good because it was pandemic year. They need a good World Series. Like They, yeah, they, they, they need um, a big-time sure. World Series. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Astros Nationals World Series ratings were actually worse. Yeah, I think they were worse. Like um, Dodgers Red Sox was bad, but I think Nationals Astros was even worse. Yeah, Astros Nationals, um, they had worse, slightly worse than the Red Sox Dodgers. But 2020, like last year's World Series abysmal ratings yeah i mean that was obvious everyone had that struggle but baseball has been on a steady decline man yeah i mean hey i'll give them credit 2016 and 2017 had pretty solid ratings especially 2016 2016 um cubs indians cubs indians game seven cubs guardians well technically not yet no that wasn't yet um, but that that 2016 series, the game seven, 21.8. It's like, good. That's really good. Um, granted, yes, you see the Cubs have a chance to end an, a legendary drought. That's the thing because they're because the Red Sox, Dodgers, and Nationals, Astros really didn't have stories. Like, I guess the Nationals did, but like, <sighs> that doesn't that just didn't pull anybody. The Red Sox Dodgers, it was like, oh, look, it's the two best teams this year going at it. And like, no one cared. Um, but the Cubs. Disastrous for the MLB. That is, ve- that is a very bad sign that the two I mean, best granted, teams that year aren't pulling at all. 
Granted, Boston was a Boston had the three one lead that game five, so I think oh that series was interest. over. That yeah. series was over. Like game sevens, they typically pull a lot of viewers. Yeah, you need game seven. The Red Sox has just had that series in hand the whole time. I think the only game they lost was that like eighteen inning one. It, it was the eighteen inning game, which I, I watched seventeen innings of that. That was that was not brutal. Enjoyable experience. That was brutal. That's probably why the ratings were so bad for the next game. Probably. I don't know, man. Baseball, there needs to obviously be a draft change. Right. Yeah. But I just don't know what. Because what they do, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if the World Series is White Sox Giants this year, that's a great baseball World Series, but, like, nobody's going to watch that. And that's the thing about baseball is, like, unless it's, like, a big, big market share, I'm talking, like, New York. Los Angeles, or... And even here, you got Chicago, San Francisco, which is normally not a terrible market for either side. But the thing is, just like, who gives a shit? I just don't feel like anyone would watch a Giants-White Sox World Series. That would be phenomenal, though. That World Series would be great. But, like, to the casual fan, it's like, who are these teams? Like I, I turn to a random baseball fan in the streets and I say, "Hey, name three players on the San Francisco Giants." I doubt they'd be able to name one. They maybe might know like Buster Posey, maybe Kevin Gosman. I don't think they know Kevin Gosman or Brandon Crawford. Maybe I don't know. They might say Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence. Those motherfuckers might say Barry Bonds, bro. Oh man, I mean. I don't know. Obviously, if Manfred was like smart about the ratings, he'd rig it so that you get Dodgers Yankees, because that's what's <laughs> gonna draw you in the biggest viewership. Yeah, because you know those teams, right? We should the actually is- to draw in viewership. Honestly, we should just go back to how they used to have it, and the leading record at the end of the uh, year for both divisions just go to the World Series. Genius. I, you know, I just think it it would be easier that way, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we should just simply go back to how, like. The fucking I don't know who who's leading in the AL record wise is the White Sox. AL record wise, it is technic oh no, it's it's the Rays. So Rays, Rays Giants. I'm sure someone would yeah, nobody's <laughs> watching that. That that series is getting three viewers. No one's even like they may as well not even go to Tropicana. Like they may as well just play all those games in like the field of dreams. Hon- honestly, okay. Hear me out here. I think that would be a healthy medium between the Giants and Rays. 
would be playing all the games at the Field of Dreams Park. God, that'd be fun, though. That would be kind of a sick series. That would draw viewership. It's like, oh, it would. I, mean, t- I mean, obviously it'd be horrible for baseball on like an actual level. But like on the uh, on a on a you know casual level, it's like oh they're playing the entire World Series at the Field of Dreams. I mean, the Field of Dreams game drew five point nine million viewers. Like, so why not just make a better scoreboard, please? <laughs> I think I think they did it like that on purpose, though, didn't they? I don't know, they but please cap- never do that again. The, they wanted to capture the old time. Uh, I don't know why they did it, but I hope they never do that again. <laughs> they are going to keep playing games there, though. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I want to go next year. I want to see if uh, if I can get tickets to next year's game. Uh, Cubs, Cubs, Reds. Yeah, that could be a fun game. Mm, probably not. <laughs> Who's on the Cubs, for real? It also depends, like, if Nick... <laughs> If Nick Castellano stays, or like how Joey Votto's doing next year, because the Reds, the That's Reds true. are a fun team. The Reds are a fun team. Like they're probably incredibly likable. They're probably the best offensive team in baseball at the moment. If so, anything, they're at least an incredibly likable team. They're they're fun. They're just fun. They they don't really cool. The thing is, because like. No one gives a shit about like the NL Central rivalries, so it's like no one has any bad affinity to the Reds outside of like that area. It's like no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? Like no one who lives in an area with people has a reason to hate the Reds. Right. Although, frankly, I think the only one that people have a reason to hate is, like, maybe the Cardinals. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't hear anyone saying uh, that. Like, Central. Unless, unless I mean, they live in that market. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hear Pirates fans saying they hate the Pirates all the time, but, like... I feel well, like they should. Well, I mean, they hate the Reds, too, trust me. They hate the Reds just as much. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think it's just weird. I think the NL Central is—it's inc- incredibly boring. <laughs> but it's—it's it's intriguing at the same time, though. It, it really—it's—it's it's so weird how it's like that. Like it's—I mean, like it's boring as fuck. But like you look into it just a little bit, and you're like, huh? You like the Brewers are like sneakily a top three team in the NL right now. But yeah. At the same time, though, like the rest of the division. Aside from the Reds, the Reds do look intriguing. They look like they could sneak into a wild card spot, maybe. Especially if the Padres keep sliding. But, the Tuesday um, sliding for real. For real, for real. But like the Cardinals have been okay. The Cubs, you know, and Pirates, they're just outright tanking. So I, I can't even can't even say anything about that. They're just they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and losing right now. So, like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of hard when each of these divisions has two te- at least two teams that are outright tanking. 
the NL itself is just kind of weird right now. Like, like you said, it's incredibly top heavy. It is very top heavy. I mean, it's just it's interesting to see how um, this is all going to play out in the NL. I mean, Dodgers Padres does look increasingly like it is going to be um, the wild card game, and I like the Dodgers in that game for sure. Yeah, I I don't know who wouldn't like the Dodgers there. I mean, the Dodgers have looked great all season, and then they casually pick up Max Scherzer and Trey Turner like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Padres have been incredibly disappointing, which honestly, I'm getting shades to the Phillies a couple years ago. I'm getting flashbacks to that. Where uh you yeah, remember mm-hmm, that will never long time long time veterans of the show are gonna know that uh <laughs> we will never escape that. No, that that's like our of all the bad takes we've had here, I think the Philly the twenty nineteen Phillies might have been our most egregious oh, one. Then we were. I I was very high on that Philly team. Dude, we both were. I mean, yeah, they look so good. Just kind of crazy. I don't know how a team can just collapse like that. It's not even like they like had got off to a really hot start and then absolutely collapsed. They just were not a good team. They were ass. They were just they were bad. Ass. Man. Baseball is just, a, just an interesting sport, huh? It's kind of funny how bad we can be at predicting baseball just because of how wild of a game it can be. It just doesn't... Baseball as a concept is just... It doesn't work. Yeah, baseball is kind of just like... It, it's all chaos. It is chaos. This is the Joker's favorite sport for real. It really is, yeah. El Chaos. <laughs> the Joker going to Steve Cohen be like, start some anarchy. Introduce a little anarchy to the game. By calling out your entire roster for being shit at hitting, even though you're the one who pays them and put this roster together. Man, Mets yeah. fans were hype as fuck about Cohen, but I, I mean, I know it's like half a season into the Cohen ex- experience, but it's but shit. I don't know. I, I look at here's the thing. The big pieces they were targeting were JT Realmuto and George Springer and Barrios and and Barrios, sure. But like, let's be honest. Well, I'm the, Does the thing Springer about and Real Muto solve the issues of this of the Mets right now? Yes, I don't think it does. They absolutely do. I, I have you I'm, seen Springer this year? He's Springer's a played beast. Springer's played forty games. This I season. understand he hasn't played that much, but he's been on fire. Have you seen the Mets medical staff? <laughs> they got M. Please and <laughs> fucking stitching Degrom up. He might he might kill you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you might find your at you might find your house on Microsoft. Flight yeah, Simulator. I might I might find my house on Microsoft Flight Simulator. 
they got fucking Conforto fan account back there stitching people up. Oh my god! Seriously, the Mets medical staff—it's like they got Meek Phil back see, there. See. Oh my god, dude! Nimmo's gonna walk in one day with three bullet holes in his in his thigh, and they're gonna give him one band aid and say, "All right, off with you." Like, man, that, that medical staff. It is isn't... egregious how badly they are handling. Remember when the ground was supposed to be back by like July? He's not gonna be back this year, probably. He's not gonna be back. No, they're shutting him down. There's no shot he's coming back. And like, why would they bring him back? <laughs> Degrom coming back every five days for just to get maybe one run of support that he drove in himself. Literally, yeah. There, why you, you, the Mets need to just punt the season? The, I mean, it's too late to punt. I mean, here's the thing: you spent all off season bragging about Cohen and how all oh, we're gonna have all the all these free agents are gonna want to come play for the Mets now. Which didn't happen because they didn't really pull anybody in free agency, um, which set them back. I mean, even Darno. I mean, look at Darno. Darno just got a fucking like two year, sixteen million dollar deal, and they got fucking what's his name, McCann, back there on like four for eighty, and that's not four eighty. It's like four forty, but. I think it is is 440, which, like, yeah, that's not good, but... I mean, you look at Darno for 216, and, like, you couldn't have gone after that? I don't get it either, but... I don't know, man. It's just... Like, after after that offseason, to punt the season at this point... I just think would be it's just too embarrassing. I think they just have to try it now. Cuz like they were buyers at the deadline on top of that. Um which I talked about being a bad idea because Baez was just going to go there anyways. So I don't know why they felt the need to be buyers for well, I think they were thinking that they were they were just on the outside looking in. So I feel like they wanted. Oh, to they might have the lead at that point. I think they they were at. They might have been in second in the in the East at that point because the Rays or the Braves have been. Uh, they've been surging at that point. And the Mets only got worse after trading for Baez. And I don't think Baez directly led to that. I think no, but man. It's just I I don't think I think they just collapsed under the pressure of needing to do something. Like they finally they've been saying for years, give us give us a new owner and we're going crazy, right? They've been saying it for years and now they finally got it. And now they're they're just trying to make it right. And it's just not enough. I mean I mean look at you look at the roster going into the year, even without Baez. Even with Lindor, and it's like this team's not good enough to like compete at that level. Maybe win the NL East, maybe. But like you would think, with how high they were talking up Cohen going into this season, they were going to compete for a World Series. Winning this year. the NL East should be a given. They should be competing for an NL title with how they've been talking, how much they've been talking up. Uh, but the thing is, now they gave Lindor that big ass deal. He's not worth it. He's has been terrible this year. 
not terrible, but not worth the money he just got. And Baez is going to command a ton of money. I'm seeing people throwing around Correa's name this offseason, like the Astros are going to let him walk. If the Astros are going to give him whatever he wants, like... As they should, because it's Carlos Correa. He's a top shortstop in the game. Yeah. Um, Which is another thing I find funny. They're just trying to make a, to- a whole infield of shortstop. I don't... Yeah, where do they put Correa? Like, I mean, I guess you could probably move Baez to third... And then put Correa at second, maybe, which I guess would be Lindor. I mean, I don't know. Because I'm not 100% sure Baez or Lindor or Correa have ever played second base. I think Baez has. Baez has, I think. So Baez would probably stay at second. I think I think Baez is the most flexible when it comes to positions. Because I'm... Correa, I'm so you'd have Correa or Lindor third. at third. Uh, I think I think you put Baez at third because I think he has experience there. Well, who put, yeah, but who put, who's playing second then? I uh, you never Lindor at second base. I have no idea. Like I don't. I think Baez can maybe Lind. Correa can probably play third. So probably put Correa at third. And then Pete at first is their idea, but with no DH. And it doesn't seem like it's coming. That means Dom Smith is going to have to be out there if you keep him. And he can't field for shit. And then you have Nimmo, probably playing like center or left. I think that I think they keep him in center because he's actually he's a. Or not, I meant McNeil. Where do you even put? Oh, McNeil. Yeah. McNeil probably goes out to to left, and then Nimmo in center. In front of a big wall, ironic. Mm. It's a little, a uh, little interesting. <laughs> Brandon Nimmo, when his line drive drills a liberal's kid. Is Brandon Nimmo outright maggard, or people just start saying he, that as a joke? No, he is. I think he is. He feels like he's just like a big gun club guy. It's like you see all the gifts with like Brandon Nimmo when there's an NRA membership at first base. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that just kind of came out of nowhere that like Nimmo is super mega. <sighs> Although I am, I'm looking through his Twitter likes right now, and you looked there's at the a Twitter lot of stuff likes. That that's the most reliable. That's where that's where you learn about a person's character the most is their Twitter likes. That's probably true. And his most recent like was from September of last year, where it's him hitting an absolute moonshot for a, for their, uh, to take the lead in the game. But then before that, there's just a bunch of responses to a John Heyman tweet about COVID protocols, and a lot of them, you know. Yeah. A little racismo. I'm not, I'm not gonna say racismo, because like I think that's a little much, but it's pretty clear like what his stance on COVID might be. Not to not to commit slander or anything at, but allegedly he might not uh be the biggest fan of some of the COVID protocols. So that lineup would look like Alonzo, well, he wouldn't just. I'm just going by position. Yeah, Alonzo, Lindor, Correa, Baez, McNeil, Smith, Nimmo. I mean, 
It's not terrible. I mean, that is a lineup that in theory should be able to win the NL East, but I feel like we said the same thing about them last year, and... <sighs> yeah, we. I mean, we did. Well, I mean, I probably had the Braves winning, but they kind of just got screwed. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, but I'm looking at the uh, the free agents for this offseason, and I mean, I think they. I think if there was a time to throw money at people, it's this offseason, definitely. This would be. The this is probably the biggest one since um, Harper and uh, what's his name? Harper and um, fuck, what's. Who was it? Bishop Machado was the other one. Yeah, Machado, that's right. We complained. They didn't sign until like fucking spring training. Literally, did not sign until spring training. Which is absurd. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy when Correa and Pinstripes were. Okay, well, I don't know about that. Oh, Yankees are in the shortstop market for sure. As they should be. Um, it's definitely the weakest position on our infield. Luke Voigt shortstop campaign. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think the Astros let go of Correa. I can't I mean, imagine I them doing that. Who else I mean, is like, on the Trevor's, market? Like shorts for shortstops. Trevor Story and Corey Seager. Oh, yeah, Trevor Story's coming, 100%. Trevor Story's going to be a Yankee. Let's see, shortstops. Um, Marcus Semien. That, that's going to be a nice I one. He's, don't, he's having a pretty solid I season. don't think he leaves, honestly. Well, he might. I don't know. Trevor Story, 100, is no chance in hell is he staying in Colorado. He's definitely leaving. He, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't deal him at the deadline. He was too. He was mad about it. He was very frustrated. You could have, you could have gotten a, such a nice return for him. He's a Yankee. He's a 29 year shortstop. He's one of the best shortstops if, in the game. He has a I'm, I'm calling that one right now. If any of those players are going to the Yankees, it's Trevor Story. You'll settle for anti-vax and Dalton Simmons, and you'll like it. God damn it. He, I mean, he's not even bad defensively, though. Yeah, but he is anti-vax, so like. Okay, we have Luke Voigt. I don't think we have a problem with people like that. Fair enough. Nah, Trevor Story's a Yankee. Trevor Story's definitely a Yankee. He should have been on the deadline, but Colorado is a money laundering scheme, so. Story that has to be a World Series, Rodden. Like, there's no excuse for that not to be a there, World there Series. There's no Rodden. excuse. So, like that infield, Rizzo, probably Glaber, Rizzo, Glaber, um, Story, and then you could run. Really, we have plenty third base options, like Lemayhew at third, or Urshela, or. Fucking, I don't know. Probably those would be the main two. And then the outfield, we got Stanton, Stanton, Judge, Gallo, and you could switch between who plays center. 
And then we even the solid bench. You got Brett Gardner as a good bench option, or Shella as a good bench option, Andujar maybe. Um, that'd be a good team. That'd be a very good team. Probably the best team the Yankees have had in a while if we pull that off. Which is why there's no excuse if you don't make a deep, deep playoff run. I'm talking like you have to win the AL at minimum. Yeah, the, there's no reason not to go to the World Series if Story is playing every day. If you have Story as an everyday shortstop on that roster, there is no excuses whatsoever. DH Voight, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, definitely need to make the World Series. And he's going to be here, too. That's crazy. That's crazy how we're getting him. It's It really is crazy how... We live in a society like that, for real. We, we do, yeah. Who else is on the market? Baez, technically, but he's not going anywhere. Uh, are we just talking about shortstops? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so the shortstop market, Semyon, Story, Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Javi Baez. Corey Seager. Dalton Simmons. That's crazy. Corey Seager, future red. He's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. I I don't know why he would leave. Although, I mean, if a team's willing to throw money at him, and the Dodgers are, like, for some reason trying to stay under the luxury tax. No, they don't care about that. I know they don't care about it, but if for some reason they do try to. The luxury tax is a myth. That's definitely not true. That's a myth. It's a mindset, for real. The luxury tax is a mindset. Real shit? Yeah. It's not real. Same with inflation. Inflation's not a real concept. Dude, just... How is inflation real? Just print more money. Just print money and don't tell don't, anybody. Don't, 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 don't do that. Just do that? Are you kidding me? Print money and don't say anything. How is inflation going to happen if you don't say nothing? Please riddle me that. Riddle me that. How does inflation happen if you don't say anything? You know, you know who tried that tactic, Bryce? Who? The Weimar Republic. You know what that? No, into? they told people. If they simply did Bryce. not tell anybody that they printed more money, and if they did it in increments, so it looked natural, totally would have avoided World War II. I'm pretty sure economics doesn't. Work it does like work that. like that. It does. I'm pretty sure it, it does. Does please tell me what would be wrong with that. Off camera, though, because we're <laughs> not on IWH. <laughs> Do you want Nazis? Because that's how you get Nazis, bro. No, you get Nazis by telling people you printed money and then giving it all at once. If they just printed oh, money Jesus. and gave it in increments and didn't say anything, how would that have been a problem? Explain that. Oh, my God. Simple maths. God bless. I'm right. I'm 100% right. Just do it over like a couple years. Plant it naturally. Easy money. I am an economics genius. (laughs) This is strategy for real. I'm giving you all the playbook for real. I mean, you don't have the ability to print money, but if you did... 12 years from, or, you know, 100 years from now, historians are going to look back at this episode of IWH when the Fourth Reich takes over the United States. That, the they don't have debt. Level. They don't have debt. They don't need, I'm saying, if you have, okay, the, please, we've been talking about baseball. This is not the time to do this. I mean, you're the one that brought up inflation. Because it's, it's, it's a mindset. Inflation is a mindset. It's not real. 
Either is the stock market. As this is 100 emojis. As a society, we can decide the stock market is useless and worth nothing, and it would collapse. Simply, that is true. You cannot tell me that's not the case. No, that that sounds about right. Actually, that's that's pretty fair. We as if we just decided this as a society that the stock market is dumb and we should not involve ourselves in it, then it would collapse and not exist anymore. It's that simple. We we complicate economics too much for real. Giannis just purchased a stake in the Milwaukee Brewers. So that was episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to end somewhere. Yeah. This episode is all over the place. So uh, that's going to do it for episode 158 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at ENMCusic. That is spelled C U S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beerz, I T S B R I Z Z. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. And. Thank you for three years of IWH. Um, that's that's poggers. It was like didn't a, mention that. Well, we just brought it up uh, last episode, but now it's did, officially but... past three years. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, cheers to that. You can legally drink now. Is that how that works? I don't know. It's a Raza joke. Oh, you know what? No, Raza's right because seven seven years in podcast years is one human year. You mean one year in podcast so, years is seven human years? No, I said what I said. Okay. So we're... <laughs> we're 21. This, this podcast is 21 in podcast years. Uh, okay. Sure it is. Yes. That is how that works. I, th- I You know what? I'm going to make it that way. Yeah, we are deciding that's how that works. Yes. All right. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time.